0: You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also, be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Outdoor Edge introduces the all-new Razor Guide Pack. Well, the guest extraordinaire today, the one and only Alex McKay, flew in all the way from Maine.
1: Alex of Maine. They have airports yeah. in Maine? Is yeah. that we a United a
0: States It is, s- state? but almost okay. not. Okay. Almost, almost not. not. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically Canada. You're yeah. way up there. Yeah. <laughs> way up there. Yeah, that's not too bad, though. I mean,
2: people live in San Diego. That's all the way down there. Yeah. Mm. It's different. You know. It's warm. You got Mises. You know, I've only ever seen one in in the state, and it died in my front lawn. Oh, dude! It yeah. not it died not in his front end. lawn. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. 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 I was hit was it with my car, <laughs> <laughs> it was walking around in circles, and it just laid down, and that was it. It was very sad.
1: So then, what do you do?
2: Uh, I talked to the the ranger and he just said leave it for the birds, you know. So you had to. So you had
1: to, so you had to <laughs> watch <It's like> this twelve hundred pound animal just rotting in
2: your yard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, really, Bruce the Moose. It's out there for a while. <laughs> Bruce the wow. moose. You
1: named
3: a dead moose. What else you to do? It's
2: there for a while. I mean, yeah.
0: did they inspect
2: the cause of death at all? Not like scientifically, they. Saw that it was walking in circles and just sort of made a guess, you know. It was pretty young. We have a huge tick problem up there mm-hmm. because it's getting warmer in the winter these days. So the ticks just stick around. Usually they would go to the water and just dunk and get them off themselves. But it's not really working, I guess, as much. Or the cold weather would take them off. I'm not sure the exact science behind it. But, yeah, now um, now they're just getting a lot of ticks and dying. The ticks the themselves kill them or the diseases from the ticks? I think the diseases, the diseases. But I've heard some weird stories about the ticks up there, man. That they, like... They like interlock their legs and make like webs of ticks and just, you know, float through the air and like a rat what? king? Yeah. <laughs> like how rats entangle <laughs> like their a, tails? Like a this hive. Show mind. I can't really verify this. See. I've never actually uh, seen I mean, this. This know. comment section is
0: gonna be off the, <laughs> yeah. off the charts. It's like a, bee, <laughs> a bee horror film. Man, I'm kinda interested.
2: Tick in web.
1: So what's the status of Bruce now? Is he just like a s- a skeleton?
2: Uh, well, actually, so one of the people that used to work at the lab where my wife works came out and took the the skull and cleaned it up and and mounted it. I think in their why did she do that?
1: She just had dibs. Did it have antlers?
2: Ah, uh, no, no, oh, no. So it was, no, it was really a young, young. Yeah, it was really young. It wasn't a very big one. I've seen way bigger ones out west. I mean, that was you know I saw like five or six in my first couple of days when I was out in Teton. But man, you have to go pretty far up north to really see them like millinocket baxter state park but i live close to the coast and it's you know it's deer territory deer territory yeah and fish are you gonna yeah. hunt for one
0: are you gonna hunt for a deer
2: i haven't no i mean i'm just so busy working for you, you it got a bow you bought a bow you've been shooting at all yeah i shoot on the weekends um but yeah no i just i've been so busy with and then you guys are not gonna you know you're gonna give me shit for this but Oh, wait, can I swear on the podcast? You, like you just did. Demonetized. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> <sorry. Yeah. laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, um, I've been so busy with the kid, man. We've had, you know, daycare issues, and I just don't have a ton of time. So, I've been doing it on Sundays. I go out and shoot, uh, but other than that, not really. He's yeah. got a bunch of turkeys on his property, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them. I don't want to kill them because they come and they eat all the ticks. Yeah. So, they come in like a drove of like 40 of I'm them. I'm still picking up one. ticks
1: flying through the air in the yeah. web. Yeah. A web of ticks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on YouTube and Google that. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say like that
2: apps. the, the sounds that turkeys make is wild. Yeah. I mean, wild. You know, I be getting up pretty early in the morning these days, and I didn't know that they sounded like that. You know, the, the toms that make some crazy. You should know. talk
0: to them, man. What, what do you a, mean? Get like, a call and talk over? to them. Okay. Invite, him yes, over. <laughs> invite <laughs> him over. Corn Powell <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: No, I mean I'm just a weird developer, guys, and not, you know, I'm not cool <laughs> like you guys. <laughs> well, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> if
3: Don't strive for, strive for it <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, well Welcome man, I'm glad you're here Yeah, thanks, I'm
2: glad to be the, here
0: There's been talk of trying to get a fishing trip while you're in town If we yep. can put one together oh, we, That's about the, as far as we've gotten on the planning side well, of things other, other
1: than we strongly suggested Zach's uh, We did Honey hole Which isn't yeah. a euphemism <laughs> um, Could be <laughs> If we had a pineapple. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't bring inside jokes to the masses here. <laughs> uh, no, but we strongly suggested
3: that. I don't know if that's going to happen. But, um, yeah, we'll see what we can pull together. We were wanting to wait because it's raining this week, and we didn't want to like say, we're going to go here, and then get blown out or something. So yeah.
0: The creeks I've been fishing lately could use some rain. If we get some rain, dirty the water up, bring it up a little bit, it actually would be really good. we could go hit some uh, smallmouth creek spots but we'll just kind of see
3: what happens i have recently been absolutely bitten by the smallmouth creek fishing bug it is it's incredible hard to get off the brain this time of year i'm i can't wait to go back out so i don't
1: think you knew this i just got a new rod did you yeah i got i got uh we sent a uh customer member um the wrong color rod this abu garcia revo x Uh plus revo x uh It comes two colors, blue and a seafoam green. Okay. And all the marketing materials like blue is for boys, (laughs) seafoam green is for girls. (laughs) And so we sent this customer, he wanted the blue, the image was of the blue and back end issue, sent him a seafoam green. He's like, this is the one I want. Uh, All right, send it back. So we sent him the blue one and I had got the. So, so you got the girly week. rod now? And I was just in my office, just like testing the action. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, pretty nice rod. So I'm like, well, if anyone, if I'm out fishing with it and anyone's like, oh, well, that's kind of a girly rod. I'll just be like, that's my wife's. <laughs> so <laughs> so I got home. home. It, dude. Come on. I didn't tell my wife about it. I go, I got you a present, but it's really for me. And she's like, <laughs> what is it? I'm like, it's in the garage. I'll go show you. So I showed it to her. And she's like, oh, cool. And I'm like, well, I don't, I'm just going to say it's yours. If you want to use it, you can. But really, <laughs> it's just for me. It's just, I need you to, to you own just scapegoat. it. So, so. I need you to scapegoat it so I, I can be allowed to have the seafoam green rod mm-hmm. reel combo. But it's a real nice, um, it's a little bit heavier than the one that Jacob picked out.
3: Oh, um, a little top rod? Top water rod?
1: No, it's a, is it medium heavy? Medi- medium.
0: medium. It's medium. a medium. Oh, okay. um, and I think the other one I, recommend is the Daiwa, the same Aired x that you have, a great which one. they're just, they are just lighter. Mm-hmm. Their medium is just lighter.
1: Yeah, because I think my reel can do up to 12 pound test and that reel could do like 8 or 10 pound test as far as the rating. Yeah, that's a,
0: a 30, size 30. You may have gotten a 25 in the other one.
1: On mine, this is a size 30, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I was thinking, we go up to the falls.
3: Oh, yeah. Go after those monsters. Dude, Phil has I been I on me about wanting to go do that. Brad so. was talking
0: about wanting to go again, too.
3: Let's do a trip, the boys. The kayaks. Yeah, Brad went out with us last time. It was no, awesome. Phil. Phil didn't get to go last time. No, he just – me and Derek were just telling him about the crazy buffalos we were catching. Alex, it was buffalo. wild. We were up there.
1: We were up there. Uh, and there's like these rapids where the falls are, and you'd put, you'd put your line <laughs> in the water, and you'd feel some monster take it and just pull out all
3: what? of your line and then just snap the line. You'd just be like, well. <laughs> <laughs> that go, literally happened to weird. me. It took all the line off well, my reel. I was just sitting there. I was like, eh, and then I started taking turns with Derek. Did
1: it, <laughs> it break Derek's rod? No, no, he didn't have any rocks. I just remember Greg. Derek was like shell shocked, and he was. We were like having lunch or something on the rock. So Derek's <laughs> like, I, I'm, out- right. "I'm outgunned. I'm I outgunned. Didn't, <laughs> I didn't bring in enough firepower. Literally. There's some monsters in here, so we're gonna go back up there." And, uh... Is this Falls of the Ohio? It's mm-hmm. Falls yeah. of the Ohio,
3: and we took kayaks into this, these like little islands that you can't get to from just like the parking lot access. So we were kind of over by ourselves on like the fossil beds, just and the water was so low down on kind of like the. It's like a dam, but then there's like a, a concrete pad almost that's like down there where the like water a falls onto. You, and it's literally like an inch or two of water. And so you, you can stand on that and fish like down the river, down the current. And these fish will grab it and then take off down current. And you're just like, <laughs> just
2: there's break. tons of rocks for them to yeah, break off on. Yeah. I mean, I've heard there's some mutants in that, in yeah. that water. Oh, so. for sure. Oh. Dude. Yes, yeah, And the current adds fish.
0: like 30 pounds to the fish. Yeah, That's true too, yeah.
3: We reeled a couple of them in, those big old buffalo, but it seemed like the ones we got reeled in were the ones that got foul hooked. It was mm-hmm. weird. I uh, don't know how it happened. I feel like it was it had to have been all stripers that were taking our – I think it was stripers and buffaloes, but we never reeled in any stripers. I don't think buffalo –
1: because I, w- I was casting into the current, and I don't think buffalo would be s-
3: – Dude, it literally happened. The we pulled them Look in. Look it up in there. We pulled Blood them in. in. Like, we, yeah. we cast into the current. We pulled them in. No, we, all like, the buffalo I was catching was, like, off to the side. Yeah, like what, yeah you were kind of, like, down farther. We were all yeah. the way up by the There's there.
0: those big Asian carp in there, too, which yeah. you could snag one of those in the side. They're sure. a little bit harder to hook. Like, they would actually intentionally bite your bait. Yeah. Didn't
1: we both catch a gar? Uh,
3: no, I didn't. I caught, like, I hooked a bunch, but I never landed any. I think I caught a gar. You did. You landed yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. And I landed a carp, an Asian carp, on accident. Uh, and then I sight fished. I think for one, it might have been another Asian carp. But, yeah, and then the, one of those buffaloes just or a striper or whatever it was took everything I had. And I was just like,
1: well. I had, like, a $14 lure. I'm like, this is the perfect spot
3: for that it. Thing was Instantly gone. gone. That thing was dope. Instantly you gone. You like, oh, no. man, look at $14. You were the first one to hook into whatever those were with that lure. Yeah. And then we just started throwing, like, white paddle tails on like a white umbrella jig head thing or not yeah. umbrella I, I made the mistake of calling it last time on the podcast and got roasted i don't remember <laughs> what it was it's something else. i remember
1: you getting roasted but yeah.
3: I the details <laughs> send all your roasts to at brayden Yeah, go <laughs>
1: wild um yeah. speaking of doing fishing stuff lobster man oh what a transition do you have to can anyone lobster fish in maine you have to have like a commercial license
2: uh, no, if you're in the state, you can get uh, a rec license. I think you can have maybe thirty traps, something around there. But as
1: just recreational,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that seems like a lot. That's
1: yeah, a lot. Do you have to be a resident, or could you go up there if you're on vacation? Could you get like a?
2: I don't think you can do it if you're not a resident. I'm not. Don't quote me on it. Um, but I don't think you can. And it's getting a commercial one is if, not easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to go through like a stewardship, and I mean, it's yeah, there are a lot of hours. It's tell it's us a the lot. story. How'd you get into it? How did I get into it? Uh it's I don't know, it's sort of a weird story. I guess I I was living in DC at the time and um my grandparents came into some pretty poor health and I decided I was gonna go up to Maine where they live to help them out for the summer. And I was working part time at a restaurant and also working part time for this music festival. Um and the restaurant was Luke's Lobsters in mm. in DC and I had met the owner, Luke, super nice guy. And I told him what I was doing. I was like, like I'm going to have to leave you guys. I'm, I'm going up to Maine. And it, oddly enough, uh, serendipitously, I guess, um, he, he got a huge amount of his product from the town where my grandparents lived, huh. Millbridge. Um, and he hooked me up with a wharf manager up there wharf for manager. just like a job for the summer while I was helping with my grandparents. And that was Easily the hardest job I've ever had in my life, working on the wharf. I mean, heavy lifting, stinky fish. You know, what? What's a wharf? What do you mean? It's a It's a big dock where um, okay. where the boats come in. They will uh, they'll refill. They'll get their bait, sell their lobsters or whatever they have. You know, this one lobsters.
1: Like, like technically, where we went was the wharf. I think wharfs oh, okay. are generally commercial use, mm, okay. right? Like you wouldn't have private.
2: Boats. That'd be more like a marina. You boat. could have like a private boat come out and get fuel, but you're not gonna go out and get bait or sell lobsters.
0: You're
1: talking about when we went to Erie. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's, that was that's like wharfish.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah, it's because it's different than a marina. Because yeah, I would call like, it a marina. No, a marina is like I think for like private boats, and that's where you have like wharf. ice cream stands.
2: Yeah, like, when I think of
0: wharf, it's big commercial fishing boats. God, similar I mean, this a similar grimy, layout.
2: Grimy location. Yeah. Grimy. I mean, it's like everything is covered in like an inch of fish fish grease from just the bait and stuff. I don't know if you, all right, so at <laughs> lobsters, you bait them with, with mostly herring. You can use other stuff, but a lot of people use herring. And the way you get it ready for the season is you sort of mix it with salt and sort of pickle it in the heat and it just sort of gets nasty. Just outside? And, yeah, and these big uh, vats, you know, oh. and you just constantly have to, you take a forklift and you sort of dump some and throw some salt on it and mix it all together and keep doing that until it gets real nice and oily because lobsters love oil i mean they just love the grease um anyway so i was working there and i mean that job sucked so i worked to the point where i could you know i got in with with a with a fisherman and he took me out on his boat the next season and we were island fishermen so we didn't go out super far like those really big boats, you know, like they're really, the big, call them the big taters, those guys that go the out big there. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are little taters. We're little taters. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> tots. Uh, Some tots. call those tots. And they, uh, <laughs> you know, out there they run trawls, you know, 20, 20 traps to a string. Um, so they'll pull them all up. They'll go through their whole, you know, slew of traps in, in, in a day, maybe two. Um, we would go through ours in like four or five days, you know, because we we're just doing single traps to a buoy, double traps to a buoy.
0: And you can't leave them overnight, right? Like you put them out in the morning, you pick them back up the same day.
2: No, no, you leave them out for like three days. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, the lobsters—they come in, they eat it, get um, the, the bait, and get sort of trapped in the back, and you come pick them up afterwards. You know, they go for you a might nice be thinking of
3: crab. I think
2: yeah, crab I is I, like that. I thought it was just like the same day. They didn't would, soak would crabs
1: get in your traps?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, that was something that we would take home and just eat. You know. Um, we didn't sell them. Mm. Usually Jonah crabs, really, really good crabs, actually. So that's just a part of the job? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, we don't we get any crabs here. And how long was the season? Well, we do, well just a different kind. <laughs> it depends on the fishermen. You know, some people go all year. They'll fish in the winter. Um,
1: oh, so there's no, like, government restriction?
2: like. So the only restrictions really are, like, the size of the lobster, um, whether it's a egg-bearing lobster, a female that bears eggs, um, things like that. Uh, as far as fishing time wise you do it after sun up you can't fish before the sun breaches the horizon uh and for a lot of the summer you can't fish on sundays i think that was a rule that was put in place for the tourist season you know the boats mm-hmm. are loud and the tourists were complaining mm. but yeah no i mean there's not a huge amount of rules and around that
1: how's the fishery up there are they still is it one of those things where it's like it's hard to get
2: lobster like you used
1: to or it's never been better or.
2: uh it's it's kind of weird it's they they have had some record hauls in the past um probably five ten years something like that but the lobsters are moving towards canada um they say that the gulf of maine has some of the warming the fastest warming waters in the world and the lobsters are just crawling right up to canada where it's a little chillier mm-hmm. um, but it is still good i mean they're making I remember when I was working at the wharf, some of those guys would come in with, like, four or 5,000 pounds of lobsters. You know, wow. I mean, there's a lot of lobster.
1: And is lobster super cheap up there? Is it, like, you can get at the grocery store, like, ham or, like, horse meat here in Kentucky? <laughs> Did you <say> horse meat? <laughs> you buy
2: your horse meat
3: at the grocery? <laughs> yeah, Kroger. <laughs> They're always running the horse walk specials. Walk out to the field and get it yourself. <laughs> out
2: no way, man. It's expensive. Oh, yeah. is it? Yeah, I mean, it's probably not as much as it's here. But yeah. yeah. I mean, we're. They know what they got. No transportation
0: yeah. costs added on to it yeah yeah no Mm. i mean
2: i don't know i mean if you go the the same places that you would get a lobster roll there are serving the tourist crowd so they're gonna they're Mm. gonna jack the prices up i mean
0: is there a time of year that the lobster tastes better
2: yeah yeah absolutely actually um so we usually say around july 4th when the shedders come in shedders so lobsters like crabs they they molt Um, and they become soft shells. I mean, so soft that you could, like, poke your finger through them. We call them ragdolls when they're like that. They're just like these <laughs> little jello things that just go sort of wobble around. Um, and then they harden up, and at that point, they're, I mean, you you can catch You can still, like, just crack them open a little bit. They're really, really pretty soft. But when they get sort of in between shedder and in between a hard shell, hard shells when they're so hard that they're, like, they got barnacles on them. You know, they're really pretty rugged. But in between that, I call them a hard shedder. I mean, it's a simple thing to call them, but. That's when they're perfect because when they're soft, they don't have a lot of meat in them. They may have a little bit of weight to them because they're full of water, but they just sort of there's not much to eat. You get right before they turn really hard, they're perfect because the meat it's sweet. You know, it's just like it's just really nice. But if you get to hard shell, really like dense lobsters, ah, eh, they're kind of you know, kind of dense like we would imagine. You know, it's okay. Like so
1: chewier. Mm. So what is the main lobster? dish that all the tourists is it the lobster roll yeah lobster yeah, they roll all go for yeah yeah i mean and that what's
0: in a lobster roll i've eaten them i don't just, cream, man, cheese it's just lobster. cream cheese and cream cheese
1: out out with you i don't know what it is that's <laughs> 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 just mayonnaise and lemon juice and lobster butter I think. yeah I know and you, butter yeah, yeah. butter.
2: yeah yeah so the way i do it um is you take the the hot dog bun right but it's sliced on top like a cheap hot dog bun uh i use a very specific brand i like the country kitchen ones um it's not a plug for country kitchen i don't (laughs) alex is not affiliated (laughs) with country kitchen (laughs) um but yeah no i use those and i do like a little bit of like a, a swipe of mayonnaise on each side chilled lobster meat inside um then you put the butter which is already cut with lemon on top i like to season it with a little bit of paprika and celery salt and then that's it oh sorry the bun should be toasted
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
2: You guys come up. I'll make you some really good lobster rolls. I sure literally, will.
1: if I'm anywhere, I was in Vegas, and I uh, got a targeted Facebook ad for, like, in, in a casino mall. There was, like, a lobster roll place. And I was like, good Facebook targeting. I'm going there. Where <laughs> it was like it was a 20-minute walk. And I'm like, I'm how much was way. it? I think it was, like, $25, $30. Yeah. <sighs> for a hot dog bun. Uh-huh. Well, it's like more. It was more like a hoagie. I probably took a picture of it. I'll show
2: you after the podcast. <laughs> Usually, like a quarter pound of meat in it.
1: Yeah, be. I mean, it's a treat. Because mm-hmm. there was a lobster roll <laughs> food truck uh, in Louisville for a yeah. bit, and they were like twenty bucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. for for a lobster roll. Random fun fact that I thought of: Did you know that Louisville had? And I'm going to get the facts of this wrong, but the gist of the fact is the largest. Saltwater aquarium in the world. Yeah, yeah. at the airport.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because we bring it all in. <laughs> yeah, and the then they like so all that
1: fresh seafood they would like let in between plane flights, I guess, let rebreathe or whatever, and then they'd reprocess it mm-hmm. into boxes onto its next destination.
3: How about that?
1: Hmm. Interesting.
3: What was the training process like? Say your
1: snide mark <laughs> I can tell. It's got a face <laughs> like, yeah. um, like. It was I think a dumb Dan is story. right about that. Actually, I've heard that too. Thank, Thank you, man. Alex.
0: I didn't say he was wrong. That's right. Just not that exciting for You'll me. Put your I'm cream sorry. cheese on your lobster roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm curious what the training process is like to become a lobsterman
2: uh sink or swim you know Uh, (laughs) you're on the boat now what's
0: the hazing like
2: (laughs) uh it's a lot of abuse no i mean yeah it depends on who you go with i mean you're 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 basically on a boat with you know one other guy or maybe two other guys if you're going on a bigger one um Mm. and i picture a lot more dudes i figured it'd be like full of people no i mean there's one guy sort of driving the boat pulling the buoys and you know pulling the traps up the other guy um pulling lobsters out measuring them banding them rebating the trap i mean it's it's pretty straightforward, you know. It just,
1: are you getting paid like hourly, or are you getting paid like a quarter percentage, of the catch? Quarter of the catch. Wow. Quarter of the catch. That's
2: pretty good. Yeah, it depends on the day. Yeah. 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 Sometimes.
3: Quarter of the catch. But it's like it's brutal work, right? Like you're waking up at
2: like duck hunting hours. Yeah, you know. Every day. I I look back on it with like a mixture of nostalgia and just absolute dread. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, you're getting up early. You know, in the part of Maine where I was living, the sun rises. You know four <laughs> yeah like 4 30 is like the earliest there I think maybe so maybe like 445 something like that um but I was living you know like a half hour away and I I would drive there so I was getting up at like two and <sighs> getting to the wharf at four loading up going out um but you know you catch the most jaw-dropping sunrises you know they're amazing It's I'm beautiful sure. out there some days it sucks some days it's cold I mean Finishing out the season in November is not great. You know, it's, the boat is icy and, you know, it's chilly. It hurts. Um, The storms start to come on in the fall. So you end up doing a lot of like trap moving, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll place a lot of traps in, in some risky areas behind the islands where the waves really come up if a storm comes up. And so you spend a lot of time, like one day we had to move all of our traps because there was like a nor'easter coming and we had to get them out of there. They're just going to get totally wrapped up around rocks, you know, destroyed, so yeah, some days it sucks. Some days it was great. It was beautiful. So yeah. yeah. Is the territorial like
3: nature of that ever come into play? Like this I is was, this is my, I my kinda, area. I
2: literally was about to
1: ask that Dude. same question.
2: Um That makes you know, me I nervous heard, that I'm synced up with Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard about it more than I saw it. You know? Okay. Um there were stories I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, there was a story about a fisherman in Portland, which is, you know, the biggest city down there in, in more southern Maine. Where they they burned another guy's boat down because he was fishing in their area. Um, it's not officially his area, right? It's like. Now you can fish wherever you want. Okay. Yeah. Technically. Technically if you want, your bur- boat burnt. If you burned want, your down. boat burned. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's like the um, Wild West. Yeah. It is kind of. Like, it's it's like being a sea cowboy, you know.
3: Sea cowboy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that should be your Twitter handle. <laughs> um, but you know the, I never I never saw any of that. I mean, we would give people shit. You know, we would. Get on the on the radio and be like, "Well, what are your traps are going over here," like that kind of thing. Um, can you was, tell
0: by buoy? Yeah, traps yeah, yeah. Over?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to memorize the color pattern, but yeah, you can tell who it is. Um, people so they, generally stuck to where they stuck to, also because that's, you know, they fish where where they've had luck, and people sort of just establish their areas. It's not so much like somebody comes in, he's the like, new guy in town, he's gonna beat up the other guy. Or I guess we're in jail now, but you know what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> but I guess like, <laughs>
1: I guess like. Everyone knows when the boat comes in how big everyone else's haul is. Like, it's kind of public info, like, oh, this boat is getting twice as much as everyone else. Where are they fishing at?
2: Well, yeah. Not, I mean, not sort of indirectly because um, yeah. they sell to the people that work at the wharf. And the people that work at the wharf, I hope they're not listening, but they are some big gossips, let me tell you. Mm. And so, yeah, they'll they'll share that information with other fishermen, mostly to sort of Get give more. them a little jab. Yeah. Like, oh, so-and-so came in with, like, 4 billion pounds the other day. This is a... You got, like, two crates of lobsters here, man. You know what you're doing, so...
3: Oh. Because, like, they're just... Their big thing is they just want as many lobster at the wharf as possible.
2: Well, I mean... You mean, like, the... The, the, the wharf people? Well, <laughs> I mean, they don't want to work very much, so they want... You know, yeah, oh, really? They don't want to haul them up too much, but, yeah, I mean, the, the goal of the wharf is to sell as many lobsters as they can.
3: I was kind of wondering if there was a little bit of, like, scarcity limiting. Like, they want to... No, make mean, it seem like there's not that many. So I don't know.
2: They do things and I don't know the economics of this, but they'll build a lobster pound, which is one of the first things they did when, when I was there. Cause you can't farm lobsters. It's illegal to farm lobsters. I did not know that. Um, so what they'll really? do is they'll, they'll build a pound, which is like, if so, imagine you have a cove and the wharf is like this big dock. That's pretty high up in the air. So you can accommodate big tides and whatnot. Right. And it just shoots across, um, uh, the the entire bay right what they'll do is they'll wall off the inner side uh so that when it sort of retains water um and they'll they'll toss some of the lobsters they want to hold in there not quite sell yet and then sell them later i don't really know how that works economically for them but that's sort of the closest thing they do i'm
1: surprised you can't farm raise them it seems like that would be kind of environmentally friendly
2: yeah um I mean, you know how things go. There's the Lobster Fishermen's Association. They have a lot Lobbyist. of power in the state. You yeah,
1: know. I would just imagine you'd have to label it farm raised, and you know, market prices would be less. But
2: I read an article about it the other day in in the paper, um, and yeah, I mean, there's talk, but there's no movement, I don't think. Mm. Right now, the biggest thing that's going on is the right whales. I don't know if you heard about that, but. Mm. The right whales are this endangered species. Did we hear about that? We well, didn't hear about it. I'm not, didn't make <laughs> <whose favorite. laughs> not, not super deep into the lobster culture these days. Well, okay, so the right whales are this endangered species of whale, um, and there's talk. I don't believe—I'm going to—if there's anyone from Maine listening who's, you know, on either side of this argument, they're probably going to, you know, roast me. But, cool. Looking um, forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh there's talk that there's you know they get tangled up in the gear you know because the, the ropes you know we are talking about people that fish at the edge of the bottom there so it's like you know 300 feet deep right and so these jeez these oh. whales are running into the um the lines getting tangled up dying they say oh. the scientists say i don't think there is any examples of that yeah i don't <laughs> try that... to like
1: picture a taut line yeah and then a whale just going Just roll it Bill, what are you doing, (laughs) man? Swim around.
2: The only time I've ever caught anything in the line was a a cormorant, you know, a bird, one of the birds that does the weird V thing. I'm familiar. Yeah. Um, I, too, have experience
3: catching (laughs) birds while fishing. (laughs) Don't share (laughs) it. I'm going to try to keep you out of jail here. Don't talk about that. (laughs) So
2: I,
0: I was going to ask the question that you just kind of answered of how deep these things are. You're saying 300 feet?
2: uh yeah the people that fish at the edge of the bottom i think i've heard them say like 350 to 400 but i don't know Dude, i've never been out wow there. yeah i mean that would be a lot of rope so right? here's so here's, the, like here's the here's the difference yeah okay so that's i mean that's one of the things those guys that go out there and fish the deep waters i mean that's it's dangerous i mean if you don't pay attention you got to have your head on right you know because you're like i said they're fishing trawls so they've got 20 traps to a string right and you can imagine if they got in. You know, they got one end of the string and another end each with buoys right and those are floating up to the to the surface so you got that much rope on each end yeah. and you got the rope between the traps yeah so it's kind of like a net almost so you well, it's like the horse without the horizontal lines just think about just the, like this like big U shape kind of thing right
3: oh it's a U so there's
2: not like individual lines coming down off them mm-hmm. it's okay, one I line see. on the end one line on the other end and it's just and they haul them all up and then they put all they stack all the traps on on the stern of the boat right okay. so you get 20 traps stacked on the back and you can imagine how much rope is on the deck at that mm-hmm. point right so, yeah, they what happens is you know you you set one of them, you push one of the traps off the off the stern, and they just go boom boom, 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 oh. right, so you want to watch where your feet are, just get wrapped
3: <laughs> three hundred foot down, just get
2: yeah, so I mean that's why when you're out there when you're in your um in in your your oil plants you you have a you know a knife strapped to your chest, so if you do get wrapped up, you can just you know cut the cut the rope and. You know, get yelled at by the captain for for cutting the rope yeah he's not connected <laughs> oh. yeah he's mad he's like just go down i don't care <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i only heard about it happening once to one guy but he didn't actually get caught up in the rope. he got caught up in i want to say like the gaff got caught up in something and it got it hooked him on his his hoodies you know stomach pocket pocket and just went down i think he got the bends but i think he was fine oh it took him so down that far yeah wow yeah, because you get them pretty quick, you know. Mm. I think they're they're weighted, so. You know. Huh. Anyway, so Amazing. the right whales thing is is interesting. Oh yeah, them, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, um, yeah. Now there there's all this. I don't know if they've actually implemented it yet, but they're trying to get the fishermen to switch over to ropeless traps, which is mind-boggling. Like they use like
3: magnets. Magnets. Use <laughs> a big magnet like magnet fishing and pull them up. <laughs> Four hundred feet. <laughs>
2: maybe I think the the main technique they are they're looking at is buoyancy. So they'll you know Like trigger. radio control. Yeah, yeah. Which hmm. to me sounds no, not dumb. Magnets like <laughs> a disaster just because those. I mean, I remember being out there. How many times? And this is with rope. So maybe the rope not being there is not going to be an issue. But you would get wound up because the tides you know they go in and out and your traps go with it you know they don't just sit there you know, they they get moved I mean, you know this ocean's strong right and so we would get hung up all the time trying to pull our traps up all the time so i imagine these guys are going to lose a lot of gear when they switch over to the buoyancy stuff and that would be and it's not
1: tethered to anything
2: yeah That's and the traps would be
1: like three times as expensive if you had to have like yeah sort of
2: yeah so them being forced to switch over is causing some financial headaches i think
1: isn't that the whole thing with like whales and the navy? It's like all the radio waves in the waters like scrambling whales' brains and stuff. Yeah.
0: I didn't know about that. I mean, I'm not up on my my whale news guys. Yeah, I
3: gotta get caught back over these poor whales out yeah. there. Well, your brother would know something about that, I imagine. My brother is in the
1: navy. He That's died. all he can say. He was a submariner. Uh he never gave me any good whale stories though. Just He's too much of a, nerd. a whale. Yeah, he's in the he's in the reactor room. He's in the belly. The
2: belly, the, belly of the beast. Does he travel around a lot? Do what? He's traveling around a lot right now?
1: Uh, he was stationed in Japan for all of COVID, so we didn't get to see him. And he just moved back, and he's stationed in Washington State now. Just moved back in May, April.
2: Oh, man, the thought of being in a submarine just—that's <laughs> yeah, crazy.
1: That's yeah, like dude. a whole another podcast. But you just hear stuff that that. You know, they deal with, I mean, he was doing some stuff where they would, because literally the only reason they have to come up is for food. And if they don't run out of food, they can stay underwater for months and not surface. All the air is recycled. All the water is recycled. It's nuclear powered, so there's no fuel. It's literally just food. And he said that the chef is the most important person on the boat. (laughs) And they had, they went to port once and one of their chefs went, or their main chef guy went AWOL. And it was like the boat couldn't even leave port. It was like that one guy being like, nope, I'm out. I'm just going to stay in Thailand or wherever they were. (laughs) It's like, that's it. Um, But yeah, the submarines are crazy. But as far as whales go, I don't know all that stuff's out. You'd probably get those buoyancy traps and then you'd have like, a whale just like swimming along and then all of a sudden just like a <laughs> trap with an airbag
2: just bonks up on the head. <laughs> Given whale concussions now. As <laughs> far yeah. as I know, the lobster industry is on very, I mean, it seems sustainable to me from, you know, the way they fish, you know, the way they mark the females, the size regulations, all that stuff. I mean, the number of lobsters they catch, it seems like they're doing all right. You know, they're all over the place. Uh,
0: so, so, go ahead. I have a question about egg-bearing female lobsters mm-hmm. because i caught <laughs> i caught a blue crab in florida one time and picked it up i was like oh you can keep and eat these flipped it over and it has what looks like a an orange sponge on its stomach and i was like "Ooh, that looks different so i looked it up on my phone real quick and tossed it back in because those were eggs yeah is that what a lobster eggs looks like to
2: Yeah, so, like, you know, the underside of the tail of the lobster, how it kind of sort of fins in, and it's got sort Mm. of a concave area. Um, Those fill up with, I think they say, like, more than 10,000 eggs. Um, Whoa. And they look like, if you were to look at it, it kind of looks like one giant, you know, blackberry. You know, they call them buried lobsters, Uh you know. And, yeah, I mean, they, uh, when you catch one of those, yeah, they go overboard. But first, what you do is, if they don't have this already, is you cut a little V-shaped notch into the uh, second from the right fin, uh, or... I guess that's what you call it, the, on, on the tail. And that when they molt, that that scar persists. So if that lobster gets caught again and you check it, and like, oh, this one's got to be notch, you, you throw it back in.
3: Even if it doesn't have eggs.
2: Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, that's how they sustain the population. Yeah, market. that's, how, so you, smart. that's yeah. how the
3: fishing stays
0: good. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yep. It's amazing what conservation does to help these Boy, animals.
3: It's pretty yeah, cool. It's great. And there's a whole other podcast we could talk about your time with your other company of your what was that effort carbon removing carbon from
2: the ocean carbon yeah yeah uh carbon sequestering yeah we were farming oysters yeah yeah so that's a whole other podcast but <laughs> alex yeah. is deep into the stuff I've, on a nerdy level i know i view imagine.
1: maine as like alex is both sides of maine there's like the weathered wharf old school maine people and then a bunch of like Eco hippies. It's
2: <laughs> pretty accurate. And a
1: couple of dead
3: moose. Eco hippie. It's meese. Actually. Meese. Sorry. We got to
1: me- do our next retreat up
3: there. Oh. oh, that's a good idea. I would love to, man. We gotta, we gotta <laughs>
1: start putting that bug in. Brad, so you about the retreat because I, fe- I don't know if it's better to do it before the launch of our new product. Or after the launch of our new product when we have to sustain? I think it's going to have to be after.
3: No, we usually just do it in the middle of turmoil yeah. and chaos. Like, oh, the, like launching next the, week, like, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like we
1: launch it and then we go to yeah. Maine yeah. to su- not support first Speaking
3: of Brad, he requested that we make this a short one for Alex because he's a super he's got something to build yeah, he like you know things to work on builds all the stuff that we do so yeah yeah right, Well, i made right. that clear
2: transition from lobstering to programming so yeah I'm, that's another very podcast very in itself too yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he learned
3: everything he needed to know about coding from lobster yeah that's right well mm-hmm.
0: make sure you all log this episode get your points get your rewards tons of stuff going on this summer um i've alluded to a couple times on shows there's a bunch of cool rewards free stuff coming in with our new partner Gunbroker. we're going to be Putting some sweet swag out there for you guys to to get over the next year or so so get them points hey see you thanks guys thanks.